Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and whoa, is that lasagna? <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and I've seen every episode like on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're back for a moment before we go away for another long time, but uh, uh, we did invite our friend Kevin to come back and join us. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. Thank you, folks. Always a pleasure. So, uh, how was everybody's holiday? That was wonderful. Yeah, yeah nice, but uh, glad we got our shows back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you got your shows back. <laughs> our show is going away again. We'll, we'll talk about that. But it, It's only two weeks now. Let's not hyperventilate yet. <gasps> Actually, it's like three. It's February 2nd. So, so we get two weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> It's back in three weeks, if you want to stick to the three-week yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for Christmas, uh, I did ask for something on our iZombie Podcast Twitter account that you can follow that, at iZombie Podcast. I said, uh, all I want for Christmas is 1,000 followers, because we were like in 990. And yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful uh, Christmas day and we passed a thousand followers. So, uh, All right. anybody who's new Woo-hoo. to the podcast, uh, welcome aboard. We're going to check in with you and then, uh, check back in with you. Uh, you know, if we see our shadow on Groundhog Day, we might stick around for, you know, nine more weeks, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> oh yeah, the TCAs were recently. Yes, they were. Oh, hot dog. Uh, oh, yeah, we could talk about that. Um, uh, there wasn't an iZombie panel. I was all excited there was going to be an iZombie panel. We'd hear all sorts of new stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Mark Pedowitz uh, was asked. He's he's the CW president. and He was asked about iZombie. And he said, first off, he really approved the addition of a Basset Hound in season two. So <laughs> he's a big minor fan. <laughs> Uh, and he said he believes uh, iZombie series creator Rob Thomas and the show's executive producer Diane Ruggiero Wright have done a terrific job in crafting the show. He says it's stronger this year. I think Malcolm, Rose, and Raul have done a great job in terms of what they're going for. I think the show is a very good shot at getting a third season. I'm very proud of that show. So that's oh, coming good. from the man himself. He's so much All right. Yeah. Yes. So, good sign. So, uh, you know, it, 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 like most things, uh, when there any sort of announcement like that is made, uh, you know, people very much get all super excited, except for our arch nemesis, uh, the, the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mr. Grim Reaper said that PR, he basically calls like the TCA press store, like the, they're doing PR Jedi mind tricks on, on the press. And he's he swears that iZombie is still going to be canceled, and <laughs> but the thing is, his website was actually brought up during the TCAs uh, to Mister Pedowitz, and he said, "I wouldn't put a lot of credence in that TVGrimReaper.com." <laughs> so huh. he actually called him out. <laughs> there you go, Robin. So you don't have to pay as much attention to it. <laughs> okay, does the Grim Reaper is he comparing CW to just other networks, or does he like? 
does he understand what the CW is? Because I feel like the executives at the CW really know their audience, Mm -hmm. even though it is a small audience. Well, you know, the Grim Reaper is previously the called the Cancellation Bear, but he got uh, I don't know the the that whole TV by the numbers got taken over by a corporation, and now he's doing it independently. And he claims mm-hmm. to have you know a, a very good record in tracking CW shows and whether or not they get canceled or renewed. I don't I don't uh, believe it. So you know he's like a numbers guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a numbers uh, reaper anyway. He's like a he's like what's his name the. Who's the guy that predicted that Obama would win by how many? Never mind. I don't know. Bobby Fisher? Nate Silver. Okay. Nate Silver? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I don't I don't believe it. I, I, you know, it sounds like the executive is a smart guy. He knows the audience and mm-hmm. he knows. I mean, it is such, it is a quality show. I mean. These look at these other dramas on other network shows. They're awful. <laughs> yeah, well, you know it is. All these medical shows, all these <laughs> cop shows. I mean, nobody has anything. No other network has anything original to sh- to give us. Mm-hmm. The CW, at least their shows are you know creative and uh, different. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he's, he's basically a lone voice though, because the new cancel bear, the new TV by the numbers, they're insisting that iZombie is getting a third season. It seems like every other person looking at the numbers and, and uh, tracking CW is saying third season is going to happen. Definitely. Um, and this week we got a 0.5 and, uh, 1.17 viewers, but now we're off for another couple weeks. So like, why do you think 1.17? That's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's holding us up. We still got a smiley face. We got a smiley face. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You we do on the yes. <laughs> okay. So, what do you, what what's the deal? Like what do, what do you guys think why are we taking uh this this break with you know, two two or three week break here? Like why is this happening? <laughs> why Yeah, why did why did they come back for one episode just to take three weeks off? It's so weird. Like next week is going to be is apparently uh, hashtag DC week or whatever, right? So we got your arrows and your flashes and your legends tomorrow and previews for all the DC movies. But iZombie has been kind of booted off, and I don't know what's going on the following week after that. But must be something if we don't get iZombie for that week either. Um, they haven't really well, I didn't, I don't, I think they didn't want to wait with the DC stuff in there and whatever else they had that week after, which like you said, I haven't looked at. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to wait that entire time without a new episode. So they found a slot where they could get at least one in, to keep <laughs> the fans from going nuts with, you know, eight weeks off. And yeah. because it's a bit of an odd number episodes this season, you know, the 19, it just fits into the schedule. I mean, then they can go pretty strong through February, March. It's so weird. You know, uh, we, and the, the fact that this episode starts off with like uh, you know at Christmas, <laughs> it made yeah. it seem really like <laughs> it's like somebody miscounted the weeks when they were deciding which episodes and where they'd cut for Christmas, you know. Yeah, but also Christmas. like this episode, you know, bridges the gap you know, over the the hiatus, the the many weeks off. Um. So, yeah, I thought it was. I wonder if they like saw this episode and they were like, "Well, what do you, what do we do with this thing?" Like, yeah, we can't we can't wait till late January to air it. Let's find a slot in earlier January where it fits in. Yeah, so, and you know. you know which which uh, 
Which cliffhanger is more of a clincher? The fact that Blaine and Major are probably going to be turning back into zombies again, or that Blaine is, uh, you know, Dale is on the on the track to bust Blaine. So I, I don't know. I guess I guess the other one was probably a better mid season finale ending. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because by, by very- doing this this way too, by coming back and getting Clive and Liv you know, on better terms. Now right. the next couple of weeks, we can all take a little sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least one part, it seems to be back. Yeah, to One normal. part yeah. is, yeah. You know, so it's a little, they gave us a little taste. It's so strange though. I, I wonder, I wonder if they kind of wrote this and they're like, I don't know, maybe they thought they were going straight on through, um, without a break. I don't know. Um, uh, but before we get into the episode, I also wanted to mention, um, that we got a nice shout out from uh, Raul Coley on Twitter. And this was during my Star Wars blackout. So Steph actually texted me and was like, she said, Raul gave us a shout out on tw- Twitter. Rep- reply back to him. And I'm like, I can't go on Twitter. Somebody's going to spoil me about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did. And luckily I, I didn't get spoiled. But I did see the word. I, I opened Twitter and the first word I saw was lightsaber. <laughs> and I quickly hit my at replies. I'm like, I, don't, I don't think, yeah, you could. You, every third tweet had that in it. So, yeah, you're going to see exactly. that no matter when you looked. <laughs> but uh, Raul said uh, he tweeted a reminder to all you iZombie fans to check out the iZombie podcast hosted by Robin and Steph, a great listen and our earliest supporters. So thank you so much, Raul. Yeah, I wonder why that where that came from. It was just uh, it was, you know, it was just it was the spirit the of Christmas. He, yeah. he was filled like he heard some bells ring and was like, "It was a podcast all about the show I'm on, and I really must send out a tweet of appreciation." <laughs> And a, and a couple of barks too. <laughs> Very excited. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like uh, every time my husband starts up that toy of his, say he acts like she's never heard it before. Okay. Repeat. She's quite <laughs> What toy are we talking about here? I don't know. His. It's like a four wheeler, but it's not. It's like a side by side thing. Backing, right. maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm going to keep that in because you know what? I don't like editing. <laughs> Uh, uh, Anyway uh, uh, Also uh, a couple other news items I gotta squeeze in here Uh, I think I mentioned this before But they definitely um, are coming out With articles and saying this is really happening The CW is pulling Their shows off of Netflix soon They're launching their own streaming CW app and they're gonna probably Say you know pay two bucks a month And you can watch all Uh, the you want Or you know Good luck with that so, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're looking to catch up on any of your CW shows, you better do it quick uh, because it's all going down. I don't know what the date is, but uh, I, I'll, I'll definitely say when it's happening if I find out any more information. Um, there were a couple of casting announcements that are really, really exciting for uh, Veronica Mars fans. Uh, first up in our next, I, I can't say next week's episode, next three weeks episode, uh <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey Matter, we're going to have a voice cameo from Veronica Mars herself, Kristen Bell. So, yay! That's that's really exciting. I just, I did not, I was not expecting that. I would have, you know, I would not have betted yeah. that, that we would have. She's, mm. she's too big of a star now. Well, that's you why know? we just get the voice cameo. Hopefully we'll get her in person, but... 
Oh gosh! I'm assuming one step at a time. Yeah, this is going to be some sort of case where uh, Liv is investigating a murder of a, an erotica writer or something like that, and I guarantee you're going to have Kristen Bell like on the audiobook version of whatever this book is. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, they they were saying all over the internet like Veronica Mars reunion on iZombie. Like uh, they actually recently started. Uh, uh, saying all over the internet, there's going to be a friends reunion where really it's not actually a reunion. It's <laughs> like it, when it comes to Kristen Bell, it's just going to be a, she's her voice is going to be on the show that her you know her former boss Rob Thomas is uh, has created. So if that's so wait a reunion, you're you're, te- you're telling me that people exaggerate things on the internet? No way. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get them clicks. Got to get clickbait. Yeah, clickbait. Uh, Linkbait. Yes. yes. Definitely. Um, and uh, also, Mr. Keith Mars, Veronica's dad, played by Enrico Colantoni. I'm going to learn how to say that name better. But, uh, man, one of my favorite TV dads, uh, Enrico, yeah. is going to be uh, uh, guesting um, in episodes 14 and 17 um, as Lou Benedetto, a vice detective whose cases overlaps Overlap with Liv's personal and professional life. So that'll be interesting. So, yeah. Um, Hopefully he'll be just as charming and intimidating as he was on Veronica Mars. (laughs) All right. So let's get into it, shall we? Um, The episode... I don't know where my voice went there. Uh, The episode is uh, season two, episode ten, Method Head. Method Head. Um, written by Keith, uh, Kit Boss and directed by the Piz. Uh, what? <laughs> Mark Piznarski, who um, is the director. Uh, he directed the pilot episode of Veronica Mars, by the way, and the character of Piz was named after him. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw that name. Oh. I was like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I have my sections here, my notes kind of split up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the opening and then um, uh, Blaine stuff, major stuff, and then we'll dig into all the funny jokes that were in the uh, zombie high case. So uh, we start off um, uh, with Dead Rodent Society. Um, basically, we have it, this. This takes place like. Like the next morning after Cape Town, um, and uh, Robbie's breaking the news to Major and Liv that uh, New Hope is no hope now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, he finds out that uh, Major and Liv have broken up, and you know, awkwardly, of course, because he starts talking about the silver lining that they get to sleep with each other if Major turns into a zombie. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder what this will mean. What will this mean for Major with Von Du Clark and the ice and the zombies and you know like what? What? How will that change that? I mean, to me, I think uh, I think it's it's definitely apparent in this episode. Um, out of the two people that find out that they're going to be turned into zombies, uh, Major is the one that decides to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, getting things figured out uh, while he still can, um, so um, uh, so yeah, Ravi um, tells Major about this the whole drug dealer grave, the tainted utopium, and 
not a thing you want to hear about this terrible thing that's going to happen to you. Um, it could be a one day. It could be six months. It could be a year. <laughs> yeah. So they're like frantically searching that field. Yeah. And like, like it. Have we had an episode before that spanned um, more t- as much time as this? Because this is like before Christmas, Christmas, New Year's, and then present day. Yeah. Most episodes happen just over a day or two. Yeah, they seem to kind of run concurrently, like up next to each yeah, other. right. So yeah. they are just desperately looking for these drug dealers in this field. Yeah, and by the look of the map they're trying to mark off, they got a lot of area to cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's like an easier way to do that, but I guess not an easier way to do it and, you know, be thorough, keep it on the down low. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. (laughs) You can't break a bulldozer (laughs) in there or whatever. So, yeah, they go to Shady Acres and uh, they tell Blaine about it. And uh, Liv even jokes that they started a pool about when Blaine's going (laughs) to turn. (laughs) Um, And Blaine drops the old Godfather three line. Just uh, oh, I haven't got to Godfather 3. I watched Godfather 2 yesterday. For the first time? I don't know. I'm sure I've seen them years and years and years ago. <laughs> All right. Well, spoilers. In that movie, Al Pacino says, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Yes. <sighs> but as it turns out, this is also a another – I swear, people who don't like Veronica Mars and Love I Zombie are probably sick and tired of hearing about the Veronica Mars references. But <laughs> – I'm sure the one or two of you are just going to have to deal with it. Uh, because, uh, that quote is big uh, because it's from Veronica Mars season two, episode one, normal is the watchword. And it also takes place right before uh, the opening credits of the show. Uh, Kristen Bell actually says that. Oh. And they go right into the, we used to be friends. Yeah. Thing. But uh, yeah, Blaine gets to say it here. And is it me or do you guys think Blaine is at all bothered by this? No, because he no. talks about <laughs> paying taxes. and <laughs> He's like, I'm going to have to get brains for Christmas now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's taking it pretty well. Yeah, it's business as usual with him. It doesn't seem like he's he's just con- going to continue doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get – after the opening credits, we get homicide for the holidays because uh, there's no place. Uh and it's Christmas, and of course we have a uh, Santa Claus that's gotten beaten to death with a lead pipe, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, uh, this is. Uh, I, I made a note here that this is just so weird. I mean, we, my house we've taken the Christmas tree down. I've finally gotten the kids to stop bellowing Christmas carols over and over again. <laughs> At least you know they keep it to like one an hour now. Uh, <laughs> I'm so over Christmas, and then all of a sudden uh, we have Christmas, Christmas, Christmas here, and I, 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 I have to I have to say I groaned out loud because I'm just so I'm so over Christmas now. Yeah, and I was really worried it was going to be a, 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 an, the whole thing was going to be a Christmas episode. Yeah, because yeah, you we, think is Santa Claus going to be the brain? Yeah, is this it? Yeah, how's this work with Zombie High? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we got a couple of cool, funny jokes out of this with Ravi. Um, do you guys remember? <laughs> I don't want to steal all the His quotes. Yeah. Beard was white as snow or something. Yeah, beard and- color, white yeah. as snow. <laughs> yes, yes, Liv, there is a Santa Claus. Oh, no. <laughs> Brain. <laughs> Brain, yeah. <laughs> 
And, and something about when Clive came in and said that he got hit with a lead pipe, something about visions dancing around his head. <laughs> I, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems that, uh, winter has hit Seattle because there's one person that's, uh, cold as heck and I'm going to make this work. It's Clive. Uh, <laughs> Clive is, uh, being super cold to live. And I got to say, like, whenever I get upset with somebody, I think I do the same thing as Clive does. I just keep it short and simple and move on. Yep. Send me an email. Yep. <laughs> oh, sad. Yeah. I also, I like the touches of, uh. You know, in uh, Blaine's operation there, when they were all doing that stuff and had their Christmas hats on, that the <laughs> callbacks, though, story-wise, to the mention of uh, Natalie. Yep, yep. The hooker zombie and the, the news reports of what the DA's been doing, which is helping them. So that, that I love how they, <laughs> Yeah, I love how they're keeping all the storylines, you know, fresh in our mind. Isn't it funny? It seemed like uh, uh, Blaine's helpers are like, you know, the elves. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> Oh, it is great in that scene. We actually uh, get the return of Chief. I thought Chief was dead. He's not dead. Wait, He's he brought dude. in the head. He brought in the head of the person who shot him in the face. Who shot him in the face? It was uh, Angus's henchman, who is probably like, where's my boss? Like for the past couple of months. But then got hunted down by a... Uh, very, I don't know. He's looking a little bit uh, uh, like a bondage guy now, uh, Chief, with that leather eye patch. <laughs> uh, bring out the gimp. I was just saying. Um, <laughs> also, I had to mention that um, when Major and Ravi are out digging in that field, and we have little drummer boy playing, and I'm like, <laughs> um, uh, Ravi is uh, dressed in a certain jumpsuit, a uh, very uh, uh, one that looks exactly like um, the hero of the Eye Zombie comics, Gwen. Um, she was a grave digger. That was her profession. That's how she got her brains. And that is the exact, oh, just about the exact jumpsuit that she wore. I think yeah, they, the, gr- the gray jumpsuit with the red stripe, red stripe down one yeah. side. Yeah. Um, so I, I was so excited about that. <laughs> um, and uh, Major's, we go back to Major's place, and these they they all exchange gifts, and Liv brought them Chinese food, and um, and Major gave Liv uh, season two of Zombie High, and so, oh, she was so excited <laughs> to get that. And of course, Robbie's gift is not having to watch Zombie High. <laughs> yeah, very appropriate. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just kind of took a note here. Like, this is this is interesting because they're all still hanging out with each other because they have the uh, mutual interest of discovering uh, what's happening with the tainted utopium and getting major cured. Um, but getting gifts for each other, hanging out with each other, I, it just seemed a little weird. But then, I, then I thought maybe Major got her that before he got dumped. <laughs> Well, probably, yeah, because that was only yeah. days, days yeah, ago, yeah. from a story point of view, yeah. Yeah, so oh, I just feel bad for Major, I guess. That doesn't really get hit too hard on uh, because Major then departs to his own storyline for the rest of the episode. But um, uh, we were more focused on Liv and Clive's relationship than Liv and Major's. I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah, but I liked, I liked the way when... Initially, and you mentioned the scene early when mm. when uh, Robbie had to tell him about the New Hope issue when mm. 
you know, she was being very diplomatic. We broke up. And it's major mouthing to him. No, she broke up with me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle, but I liked it. <laughs> uh, I love Robert Buckley. I just, he's just hilarious. Uh, and uh, the, the last thing we got before we go to the present is uh, New Year's Day at the police department. And uh, Clive and Dale are a little worn out from some uh, New Year's Eve shenanigans with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are still quite the couple. There. Oh boy! Yeah, swing by and you can canvas this, and by canvas I mean have sex, <laughs> have sex with. with. <laughs> like you had to lay that out. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, before Clive can go, a woman comes by, a homeless lady, uh, live sent with some information about the Santa murders. So this is the first little like. Thing where Liv tries to get back. Yeah, she's, Clive's good yeah, she's still helping out. Yeah, it's just like from a distance. I'll give you your space, you know, but yep. you yeah. have still to know this it. information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is where I kind of we go to the present and uh, we'll we'll put off the Liv and Clive stuff for now, but um, let's just talk quickly about Blaine's uh, deal. Um, we see that Blaine is worried about this, uh, this chaos killer, which is, uh, apparently I'm assuming that's what the, the name they're giving to major in the newspapers now. Yeah. yeah because that- it was like a rich person that was getting off a of jet or something. Yeah. Boeing executive Ronald D. Judd is missing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boeing I paused executive. it on that. Yeah. That's big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it turns out that uh, Chief may have scratched the bodyguard (laughs) that, you know, went after him by mistake. So that's kind of uh, something that's laying out there to come back later, I'm sure. But it was also such a great lead in to the zombie high footage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because as soon as he says that, you know, oh, well, and, you know, what do you say? Something like then all hell will break loose. (laughs) And then we instantly see all hell breaking loose. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. For a half a second, you're like, wait a minute, did it really happen? (laughs) Yeah. I I loved when Buffy did that. (laughs) Yes. Okay, uh, and then we uh, I'll skip a little towards the end of the episode The chapter called The Brains Behind the FBI Which is a great chapter title Because it's literally about The brains behind the FBI agent Um uh, at the mortuary, Blaine gets a call. Oh, the lunchbox, the yellow lunchbox. Yes, yes. Uh, well, the lunchbox is kind of a re- it's a replacement brain, uh, and also some uh, utopium uh, for this poor person that got sent a bulimic brain. That would be terrible, oh, wouldn't it? <laughs> By this point, all of us who watched the show just our heads were like, "Ew!" Okay, yeah, yeah well, that's all they had to say. <laughs> oh. See, that's uh, the type of subtle stuff that they do so good with on the writing here, because you know, yeah, yeah, makes us totally be able to visualize it. I just wrote yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Agent Dale Basio comes to the door, and it turns out that um, Blaine is known to her as John Doe, which is. The name that Blaine uh, gave when he visited Scott E. in the uh, insane asylum. But I didn't realize that um, he's known to Dale as John Doe. And I guess I'm assuming he's known to Peyton as John Doe, too. Because we've never heard Peyton actually say Blaine out loud. Mm-hmm. Nope. But um, uh, I don't want to say the P word too many times. I don't want to depress all the Peyton yeah. lovers out there. 
You're like, where's Peyton? Oh, I gotta wait another like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's a Peyton watch going on. <laughs> uh, but I did notice that in the next episode, in the uh, episode, um, the official episode images for Fifty Shades of Grey Matter, that Peyton will be in that episode. So. Yeah, I remember seeing people are heading yeah. to the ledges. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we have this fun scene where you know. Blaine invites her in and the brains are behind her and he's typing to Donnie to come in there and there's this really quick switcheroo. But uh, the big distraction is, of course, Chief coming in and I'm sorry. (laughs) He looks like a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) He blocks out the sun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like he's got his whole like Bondo gear (laughs) and his leather eye patch. Maybe I'm just uh, attributing just everything to that leather eye patch, but... Yeah. But yeah, that was a good tense scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we'll get- Blaine is a bad guy. He's a bad dude, but we like him and we don't want him to get caught. Yeah, it's true. But there's also the fact that we've seen Dale, uh, excuse me, seen Blaine just pull out a gun and execute somebody that we like on the show. And that could have right. happened. Like, he could have pulled a gun out of there and just blown Dale away. And everybody would have been like, I'm done with this show. <laughs> they killed Basio. <laughs> and now Clive's going to cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll get to the rest. Wait, oh, wait, wait, back it up. Back please, it up. go ahead. You know, that whole scene where she was, uh, you know, come by now and you can canvas this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he had a look on his face. I couldn't tell what he was thinking. <laughs> it was, was it, uh, you got a deal or was it, I'm thinking something else. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I see. I think as I recall, he was initially talking in that scene when it opened about how he couldn't keep up with her <laughs> party wise. And now she's offering this. And I think, just extrapolating as a guy, like, oh my god, I want it, but I can't keep up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there's also this thing where uh, Clive seems like a very like he. There's this strange thing, and it happens again in this episode where um, Ravi and Liv really push uh, Clive's buttons on how it seems sexually reserved he is, or at least reserved in the fact that he doesn't like talking about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I thought there might've been a little bit of that, like, all right, calm it down. Not here. Yeah, not, not in public. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny too, because he's, you see him sit there and think about it. Then he gets up to grab his jacket and that's when the homeless lady shows up. It's like, ah, oh, Clive, you got to wait. Uh, okay. <laughs> So uh, let's wait for the end of our recap to talk about the resolution of that whole thing. Let's talk about Major right now. And uh, this was a great plot line. It really played with my brain a bit. Uh, I, 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 was, uh, I was kind of put off by Major for a lot of this episode. And I really should just know better at this point. Uh, well, in the uh, previously on, it showed... Um Major saying that Vonda Clark, he knows that if he, uh, he knows that he can get the get to him through his ego. He's such a egomaniac. Hmm. And so, so you were you yeah. were definitely on alert for that. And yes, because uh, the because Hilda, what's her name? Gilda. 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 You know she she recognized that 
major was stroking VDC's ego. She noticed it because she made the remark that, you know, you know what my mother said about you? You're just like, what did she say? You're something along the lines of you're very, very smart until someone strokes your ego. Yeah. And then you're just like every other guy. Just like every other guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just. Which, you know, it does seem very true. Uh, and Vaughn, uh, the funny thing is, Major is still smarter than, than Vaughn in, in the end anyway, because he accepts this Fitbit and, uh, you know, he he's very excited about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean... That was the first thing I was like, all right, so like, what is, why is he being so super positive coaching him and stuff like that? Like he doesn't have to do that, but it it turns out that, you know, he's just trying to get his way into that. uh, Well, he learns about the lab downstairs, which is um, quote unquote Tacoma, Tacoma. (laughs) but now I saw a recap actually online and it was like, Finds out about his lab in Tacoma. I was like, no, he, he was pretending <laughs> that there was. Uh, never mind. Now, I, I got to say, I first thought when he gave it to him, I was like, oh, maybe there's like a GPS chip or something. They're going to mm-hmm. use that to be able to tell where he is if they're going to maybe break into his office or something. I had no idea he'd actually get to the point of being able to use it. Mm-hmm. To spy on him that way, so yeah. tip of the tip of the hat to Major on that one. Uh, you know, and I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm super dumb because I totally was like, "All right, so he's giving us Fitbit for some reason." And uh, he's tri- I had he's- the feeling that he was listening in on him. Yeah, and then especially when Major told Vonda Clark about the doctor's plan, I was like, "Oh, okay." So there was scenes <laughs> that we didn't see that was off screen where Major heard. This plan of Vonda yeah. Clark setting him up to testing, yeah. I, you know, and when they, when he sold the doctor out, when he turned mm-hmm. in that zip drive, my jaw like hit the floor. I was like, "What the hell?" He totally like sold the doctor out. I was like, "Well, me, you know, maybe it's some sort of like, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he's, uh, you know, trying to he, he trying to get down that lab." And I, and you know, when he gets down to the lab, I'm like, "So he's actually willing to let that doctor get eaten just so he can get by Vaughn's side with this and get into mm-hmm. this lab." And <laughs> it turns out, like when it, we find out that there's a bug in the Fitbit, I was like, "Oh my god!" He knew all this time, and that the whole plan was like that, and he was just gambling. He was gambling with the doctor's life, but he knew that the plan was, you know, from what the plan was from the start. So, but he also, I bet you, even if he knew the plan, still part of him had to wonder, knowing Vaughn, if Vaughn yeah. was going to let him die anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, must just definitely. to make a point. I, w- I was a little surprised the doctor was able to get out very honestly. <laughs> I thought as soon as he got behind that locked door, I'm like, okay, he's brain food. Yep, yep. Um, and, and, and he's the the doctor of the week. And then next episode, we'll yeah. have another doctor. <laughs> yeah. doctor yep, yep. <laughs> he's the Star Trek red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I gotta say, I really want Major to coach me. I mean, he's super positive. You know, he bros you up. He gives you the man jewelry. Yeah, gives you. Tight butt. <laughs> Rock hard ass, right? <laughs> Rock hard ass. That's what it was. Yeah. Promise delivered. <laughs> uh, anything else in this section? I, I just, uh, I, I'm going to say it was really. Uh, it yeah, was I mean, I just think that this was, this, I mean, I just feel like everybody is bringing their A game. Like the, mm-hmm. the writing is 
like maybe they tried to make these the scripts I mean, they've always had the witty dialogue, mm-hmm. and that maybe that was a plan to bring the audience in. And now that they've had enough time to, you know, we've got the audience we're going to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not building an audience. Maybe it's like, all right, now it's time to play up the 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 plot, the uh, the, yeah. the surprises. Yeah. And I just feel like everybody is the actors are bringing extra to it mm-hmm. and maybe the writers now are too. I don't know, I just feel like it's it's they've turned up the the dial. Well, I think it's a mix of a lot of uh, of that as well, but you know, I don't think it's a well we got all the li- all the watchers we need. <laughs> I'm sure they want more. And that's why it's so brilliant that they do the case of the week as well because somebody stumbling upon this show for the first time might not understand what Major's deal is and what the Vaughn thing is, but they know that there's a uh, there's a case to be solved. And- yeah, but you know, in a lot of network shows, they kind of keep things simple for a while. Yeah. And then they, uh, and then it's almost like the network and the uh, they let loose of the reins a little bit and mm-hmm. let the uh, showrunner have more control, or they give them less notes, maybe you know, and they're just able to, uh, you know, kind of like with Dollhouse, how mm-hmm. Dollhouse was very simple the first whatever season, and then it was like. And then they uh, dropped. Uh, was that Epitaph One? Was it? Yeah, and then he, and then Joss Whedon just went crazy with it. <laughs> just brilliant. I need to but, do you know, it, it was almost, Oh, I know. It's just <laughs> like the they note them to death at first, and then they're able to do what they want to, and it's it for hardcore, you know, hardcore genre fans. It if we can suffer through, which this has not been suffering at all. This has been a great show. But it's just like it's gotten more uh, mm-hmm. complex. The story's yeah. gotten more complex. Well, they're also paying off, I think, and this is a great example of this episode. Those of us that are big fans and are already invested, mm-hmm. they're paying off the fact that we can enjoy so much of the subtle dialogue and yeah. the double meaning of these things mm-hmm. and, and where they tie to other things. But the people who are just stumbling in, they still get an enjoyable episode. They just aren't getting as deep of an enriched experience as we are. Yep. But hopefully it hooks them in so that they start catching yes. up that weeks after. Yeah. 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 We had someone talking on our podcast about that they were enjoying our zombie, but they were getting a little um, maybe annoyed or frustrated with the, the brain of the week. And uh, it was just a case of talking, that, like you just said, that we still have to try to draw in viewers. So we have to make some part of this encapsulated in 42 minutes. Right. You know, otherwise it, none of those people who jump in will stay. They'll only jump in for one up, realize, oh, I, I, I'm lost. But, you know, this way they can still have fun if they don't have all the background. Well, I know one thing that's going to bring me back after uh, three weeks off is going to be uh, that robot. Uh, yeah, where that did robot? that come from? I don't know. Like, it was just like, let's just, let's just let uh, Stephen Weber play with a robot for a couple scenes. Let, let Stephen Weber dance with yeah. a robot. My brother had that robot back in 1987. Like, <laughs> like, what's the ingenuity here? I don't get it. Uh, on my rewatch, I'm looking at this thing going, they're going to have to bring this back at some point because this is just too out of left field to do once. <laughs> I don't know. It's between the robot and and just uh, you know Stephen Weber doing these faces as he's playing around behind it. It's, I don't know. I don't fun. either. <laughs> <laughs> 
so let's get into the case of the week and um, uh, basically where I have it starting is uh, they're out in the field and uh, Liv gets a vision and we get to see um, we get to see a vision from Ravi and Major's point of view. Yeah, not from Liv's for a change. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, that, really that interesting. That was unusual, yeah. Uh, I did read the uh, review on io9 and it said that that part was actually one of their favorite parts of the uh, of the episode and they said quote it looks like her brain broke <laughs> <laughs> it was eerie yeah she's just standing there and like staring yeah, off and just like catatonic Ugh. almost yeah yeah um, but this is all about the whole um, uh, the Santa Claus uh, murder. Uh, and, uh, you know, Liv actually comes to the interrogation room this time and stands outside and hands, just hands him a piece of paper. That's as far I as I guess that's why time. we didn't see the vision was because it was the Santa Claus brain. Yeah. Who and cares? that's, that's not the brain of the week. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's it's not just, the real story. we know that she's got to communicate something to him. And what was on that piece of paper that said that a, a witness saw him across the street? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but it uh, really doesn't care. It really doesn't matter. I, it, it, this shows that we are now even closer to getting our uh, our uh, Live and Clive back, our, our Cagney and Pasty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, because I guess Clive was just kind of floundering with this case. Yeah. That without Liv's help, he wasn't getting to the uh, the you know getting to the the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, the actual zombie high case does start off with, like you said, Kevin, the whole, uh, the whole, what looks like a zombie apocalypse happening, but we soon see that it's this group of students inside a high school and, uh, we're in the middle of a zombie high episode. Um, which is so meta and this is like wish fulfillment (laughs) yes this is like what if we could go on the set of our zombie yeah what if we could meet the actors what if we could see you know them film and see the props Mm -hmm. because okay are there any fans of like say a police procedural like they say Mariska Hargitay has like a huge. Is that her name? I don't even Sounds know. Right. <laughs> Pretty close. She has SVU. like this huge fan base. But do fans really get as passionate about shows like that as we get about our genre shows? Uh, the, there's a reason why they get some so. incredible ratings every week. I mean, NCIS is, uh, beats our butt. Yeah, every what week. is up with that? Triumphant. Okay. <laughs> why is Mariska Hargitay not going to? conventions and people lining up to see her <laughs> i don't know the people who are fans of that show would never do that yeah that would be below them that would be you know improper <laughs> i'm going to so. law and order con <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no they just celebrate their fandom in different ways you know they they're just watch the episodes and you know yep and then they'll watch her on entertainment weekly or something else because yeah. that's very proper they wouldn't actually go <laughs> ask a question do they about a prop. think about what goes on <laughs> behind the scenes do they think about you know all the hard work that goes on to create their television show that they love like we do i don't know we should get one of them on the show just ask them poke them they don't What's know what up? a podcast is <laughs> <laughs> there's not a law and order podcast out there we could haul in some no, major those um, are the ones going cereal i've heard of this thing called cereal yes, how, do you, what do you, how do you get that uh, <laughs> yeah well, those would be the folks say this is great so podcasting started this year right <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Uh, cereal is another thing that was disappointing this week too. But anyway. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, we're going to go bi-weekly now. Oh, you too? Great. I don't anyway. even care. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah, wish fulfillment, uh, getting on the set and everything is one thing, but I also thought this was kind of like a wish fulfillment for um, the the cast and crew to really like do like a quick like two minutes uh, zombie apocalypse thing. Uh, you know, they're they have their own breed of zombies here on this show, but they don't get to do the the horde and the, and the you know people all cut up and having these horrible weapons and. Yeah, that's true. And I think they get to kind of make fun of themselves by saying, you know, the science behind the zombie story is kind of funny. Oh, yes. Well, you know, it's not a documentary. It's about the relationship. (laughs) And that's what it is. It's not about the brain of the week. It's not about the mystery. It's not about the the rules of zombieism. It's about these characters. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing about that, uh, I mean, it, that was great. That that was my favorite part about that quote uh, was the picking on the, you know, the fact that, you know, when you think about this show and like, okay, so what the tainted utopium and the zombie, like what, what she can get scratched, but she can still kiss. Like what, how does that work out scientifically? Okay. That was a fun part of that quote. But the other fun part about that quote is uh, the end of it where she says, and what happens when a group of kids face the biggest exam of all survival. (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious because I think um, like at first in that quote, they're poking fun at themselves. But I think that, that last part of the quote they're kind of poking fun at Buffy and the huge metaphors that come off of that show, like the high school is hell. And, you know, well, it, yeah, they had to condense it down to a log line to a tagline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, how in every season of that show is a different, uh, section of, uh, life and facing metaphor, like werewolves or puberty and, you know, different things like that. Well, well, even the characters are talking about, she mentions a name and he said, who's that? Oh, that's the arty one. The artsy one, you know. Yeah, the, fit so them all in a box. Like, they're, yeah, they're all archetypes or whatever. <laughs> now, I was very surprised, I must say, when they did the bit with the, the zombie extras, you know, bringing up that whole idea that someday wouldn't it be fun to do a, you know, a show where the zombie was the star. Wink, wink, <laughs> AA. I thought for sure Liv was going to have the joke on that one, but they gave it to Clive. So I thought that was another smart choice. Say it, say it. <laughs> he just said that would be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> just immediately shuts him down. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> well, it's because zombies freak him out. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. You know, Clive, Clive continues to be a surprise. Mm. You know, he getting excited about craft service food. Yeah. Oh my like, donuts. That was surprising. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, it's just free food. I'm all about that. Like that's 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 unfortunately my downfall. It's like you gonna throw that away? <laughs> Wait, there's a whole table full of stuff I can peruse through? Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, I uh, that was hilarious. Uh, but the 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 fact that we get this little little mention that uh, Clive is uh, kind of weirded out by zombies is, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, just that it's a reminder. We we get a wonderful nod to ourselves and all the meta, and we start to laugh. And then he says that, and we're again reminded that Uh-oh. Liv's just wincing inside when she hears it. Yeah, that's something that's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Um, I have to give a shout out to the showrunner of Zombie High, Bonnie, who's played by Anna Galvin. She was like really, she was in there very quick, but she was in several episodes of Smallville. Anna Galvin, uh, several episodes of Smallville as Lex's assistant, Gina. She was also, uh, Shannon Adama in the, uh, first episode of Caprica. Was uh, recently in Once Upon a Time and is going to be in the uh, new Warcraft movie with uh, with uh, our other friend Chief, who's going to be in that m- movie as well. Um, so that's cool. And uh, so, and she was funny. Yeah, she was like, "If you have any questions, just ask my assistant." My assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and the like, assistant don't bother me. The assistant, uh, uh, her name's uh, oh man, I didn't write the actress's name down. The the character's name was Lana, but uh, the actress, darn it, I wish I wrote it down. But she's the uh, uh, the singing voice of Pinkie Pie in My Little Pony. <laughs> Oh, okay. She's not the voice. She's the singing voice. So whenever Pinkie Pie sings a song, that's that's this assistant. I wish I had a real name. Now. I'm sorry. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, the prop master uh, calls uh, Wyatt numbnuts, and Liv says, <laughs> "I love the cute little names the crew have for the actors," which I knew was has <laughs> gotta be something. Uh, you know, the crew picking on the actors is something probably Shannon at- Chan Kent. Thank you. So good job, Shannon. Yeah, she was cute. <laughs> and it turns out that she was sleeping with the uh, the 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 by the murderer of the week, the victim of the week, Jordan, who uh, was uh, very much a uh, method actor. Very took things very super seriously. And what did they call it? They called him. Uh, oh, who was in the? Oh Godfather? yeah, Martin. Yeah, uh, Martin. Oh, Marlon Brandouche. Marlon Brandouche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, and he he would take a lot, like 30 takes. Takes, yeah. And he was causing them to have to stay late. Mm-hmm. And he was just an awful person. And as a, it turns out, like, uh, the somebody was uh, died, an assistant director died in a car crash because she was tired behind the wheel as a result of one of these long nights. Mm-hmm. And the prop master was apparently sleeping with her and uh, actually handed the wrong gun to um, Wyatt. So the guy, the, the, the guy was the other. Numb nuts. Yeah. Num- well, no, numb nuts was Jordan. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, no, no. Numb nuts was Wyatt. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It gets kind of confusing because there's the actor's name and yeah. there's the character's name. Oh, that was I, – I was like – That's what happens when you go meta. It gets very hard to take notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and oh my gosh. The funniest thing was when they were talking to Wyatt and he rubbed the initials on his shoe mm-hmm. and then he like kissed his fingers and then he like pointed up in the air and then Clive like looked up to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal? Again, with that? that's yeah. practical Clive again going, What have I got myself into? <laughs> but yeah, they said that uh, Malcolm uh, improv that. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the high school was called James, James Zane High School, and I Googled that and I have not, I didn't come up with anything. I don't know. James that, Zane? Yeah. I don't know if that's, if that's a I, reference to anything. I think it, maybe it was uh, just to use the Z, the letter Z. Hmm. Could be, yeah. I think that's what it was. But, oh my gosh. So they were like playing practical jokes on Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) So. And the uh, writers, the iZombie writers tweeted, uh, 
If you don't know what upper decking is, have fun on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, I actually tweeted out uh, soon after. I didn't see that tweet initially, but I, I immediately Googled upper decker, and it is the worst thing. <laughs> I think I already knew what it was. You, oh, I didn't even know. Oh, should we even say it on here? No, don't say it. All right. You guys <laughs> look that up, but don't search Lemon Party, okay? <laughs> or... Or what you realize the, anything you tell them not to do, they're now running to do. What was the uh, the French? The, the French Riviera. Uh, uh, the, the Lucky Pierre. Pierre. Lucky Pierre. Oh, don't don't search that either. Don't look that up. Don't but look up Upper Decker. That's probably tame in comparison. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, this was uh, this was definitely. I, I, I did struggle like for a moment with this murder and then try to like look, go like whatever uh, and move on and try not to let it bother me at all. But the same thing actually happened on the set of The Crow. This is how Brandon yes, Lee died. Yes, yes, yes. I think this has happened a couple of times. Hmm. I, it seemed very familiar. Yeah. Um, something – it happened recently with somebody. Oh, really? And I mean not necessarily – I don't think it – Excuse me. I don't think it it resulted in a homicide, murder. But I, I want to say something like this happened. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all I thought about was the crow and the fact that Brandon Lee died on the set of the crow um, as a result of this. Um, but um, speaking of movies, there actually is a movie called Zombie High, and it stars uh, Virginia Madsen. And I'm like, oh, man, bonus episode mid-season. <laughs> we got to do that sometime. But I love Virginia Madsen. I think she is beautiful. Yeah. It's just our enjoy, actually, right? Yes. As the uh, mom that was always watching the soap operas mm-hmm. until she falls in love with the uh, plumber. <laughs> Um, spoilers. <clears throat> anyway, um, what else happens in here? That oh yeah, the morgue um scene where Ravi and Liv display Jordan's famous genitals for Clive. <laughs> what the hell is going on? That was very weird because yeah. like Clive they enjoyed didn't know that about way too much. <laughs> Like, this is what a Prince Albert is. And I, <laughs> I didn't need to see think, that. <laughs> I wouldn't think that Liv or Ravi would pay much attention to, like, celebrity gossip and sex tapes. Mm-hmm. But, and because, I mean, like, or maybe it's just because I don't. But I, it's just so weird that um, when you release a sex tape, it makes you more famous. Yeah. Like, isn't that Kim Kardashian? That's the only reason she's famous. I don't really know what a Kardashian is, but from what I understand, that's how it that's is. That's why we love you even more, Steph. Yeah, it's okay. You don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, I really I don't. I try, but I, I like purposely try not to pay attention. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. You, it, you did the ratings the, on the show went up. You did learn the uh, the lesson of this episode, which is always keep your sex tapes on the cloud. Which is <laughs> that's a joke because. Whose pictures got leaked? Was it like Scarlett Johansson or a ton of people? Jennifer Lawrence. People, yeah, was the, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, because yes, because it was on the cloud. Yeah, um, yeah, gross. So we have uh, TV dinner brains, which was funny because <laughs> it's yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, I was like, oh, so that's so she's just doing it at a TV dinner. Oh, TV dinner. Okay. 
And then we have this really cute scene about with uh, Liv schooling Ravi about acting. I just love when Ravi's oh, like, my God. oh, oh, the brain's the brain's affecting here. Let's see what's okay. happening. And just kind of sits Rose, back and waits. Rose McIver's acting <laughs> poorly is so entertaining. But it's cool because it calls back. It's it's a callback. Uh, to the end of the episode calls back to this is the fact that she's teaching Ravi that in order to evoke feelings, you have to draw upon memories. Um, and she's and you know that's how she figures out how to uh, do the apple. And um, uh, 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 so that's when she goes in the interrogation room and she she plays good cop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's yep. drawing upon the memories of what her and Clive usually would do, you know. So yes, that was cool. Beautifully connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also love that she's, you know, pretending to eat this apple, and Robbie just kind of pretends not to want to play along, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I wish I had some popcorn to go." Oh, I actually do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. So we find out, uh, the showrunner, uh, decided who would, was deciding who would die this season. Um, and the decision was made for them. And the oh yeah, the zombie extras, zombie, I, I know they're wearing makeup, but to see them like handling food and stuff really kind of grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they mistake live for a zombie for a second there. <laughs> yeah. They're going to teach her how to walk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, every episode somebody has to comment on her mm-hmm. appearance. Appearance, so. yeah. But, but the the lady that came into the uh, the police station, she commented on that she was pale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the really pale one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jordan uh, had some career aspirations that uh, were possibly moving the show to Los Angeles and making the Seattle crew out of work. Um, were they referring to David Duchovny in this episode? Or what? <laughs> Maybe I'm just sex. Uh, there have been several, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you don't know, you know, famously, uh, you know, X Files got to their fifth season, finished their fifth season, did a movie, wanted to come back for another season, and David Duchovny was tired of working in Vancouver and wanted to be closer to his family in L.A. So the entire production moved to L.A. But of course, you know, a lot of Vancouver crew probably lost her job as a result but you know a lot of work in vancouver i gotta tell you <laughs> a lot of shows being done up there um but he was gonna he was up for a role in uh, the power rangers movie yes and robbie was so excited that the power rangers were back <laughs> oh. <laughs> i love it even more meta <laughs> yes it's great to I hear i would have liked to see the look on lips uh pardon me <laughs> oh, God. No, I was going to say the you know on her face when she saw that in the script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At least they didn't match colors. What were they call them? A blue or something? Blue Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she said something like, "Oh, he's so not blue" or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also get a uh, uh, this guy Ryan Lane playing Kel. Um, who I guess had a big part on uh, Switched at Birth, but was also in the Veronica Mars movie. So um, that was cool. And he's a you know a deaf guy. And uh, they, they said she said he plays Daniel, and he has the power to smell zombies, <laughs> which is totally like a callback on the whole major thing, right? 
<laughs> so, uh. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so funny. <laughs> they should have had that as one of the make believe scenes. It would have been a riot. <laughs> he's deaf, so he's, you know, his other senses are bigger. <laughs> um, but this is the part where we get that scene, right? The, the Liv runs some lines with, uh, Wyatt. Oh, that was great. And, uh, Wyatt or Cody? The character's name is Cody. Oh, that's why I was so confused, because they all look alike. Well, this actor actually, you know, he doesn't have many credits on uh, his uh, IMDb and nothing really of note I can mention, but uh, it's funny to see he plays, like, he plays Wyatt, and then you see him turn into Cody, you know, <laughs> and he <laughs> kind of drops his brow, and I thought he did a really great job with that. Yeah. And she uh, she slapped him. It's yeah. like a, it just felt right. Or it felt honest. It just felt honest. And then she hands him that the arm off a of paper trimmer because that because yeah. uh, do you ever see those in any other place other than schools? <laughs> that's, I didn't even realize that's how, that's what it is. Yeah, you're right. Yes, a little that's rocker blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the, about the slap, I saw a tweet that said Kit Boss likes a good slap in his episodes And noted that uh, the last episode he did was uh, Real Dead Housewives of Seattle Where Liv uh, um, slaps Major pretty hard Yeah uh, I also love the fact that uh, <laughs> uh, He's like, he's like I can just like Look at my lines and remember what they are. What is that called? It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a photographic memory. <laughs> like he's so good at remembering things, but can't remember the term photographic memory. <laughs> uh, the next scene, uh, we see Ravi has become obsessed with uh, Zombie High. And uh, he starts saying that's a like mental pork rinds. That was beautiful. Yeah. The line was beautiful and so accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he mentioned shipping, which is great, too, because that's like kind of like a shout-out to the fans. And uh, she started to mention something, and he was like, no, don't spoil me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm and only they, in season two. <laughs> yeah. And they mentioned, like, why are they shooting Seattle if the show takes place in Portland? Tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, folks, say, you know, they shoot in Vancouver when they say they're in Seattle, so... Um, let's see. Upper Tacker, we got that totally covered. Um, <laughs> Power Rangers. Um, oh yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking that, uh, Kit Boss put a kind of a sly, um, statement on today's kind of outrage society where, you know, they're all concerned about this. Well, not concerned, but, you know, they assume that Starly doesn't want this like a sex tape to get out. And it turns out that uh, she just was saying some really awful jokes. She about was him. making fun of the deaf character. Yeah. The deaf actor. Yeah. Really gross. That would really yeah. make her look. But that's the thing. Like you can release, just like you were saying before, like you can release a sex tape and like get more ratings, get ratings but, but make fun of uh, somebody with a disability. And it makes you look really bad. Career's over. Yeah. yeah goodbye yeah. career. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure like 30 years ago, it's that wouldn't be the case, you know, or maybe even close to 20, 20 years, years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. We also find out that Robbie got a snore tape of Liv. <laughs> <laughs> so mad she was. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so uh, uh, the Jenny Hulse was the... Basically, we get to this interrogation scene where the prop master admits he was having an affair with the dead director. And, um, and while Clive is questioning him, Liv comes in and confronts him for taking her off the team and leaving her in the morgue. And um, she tells him that she won't leave so he can bully Fitz into a murder one rap. And uh, it was a crime of passion. And it gets Fitz, the prop master, to, uh, to admit, yeah, he did it. It was a crime of passion, you know. He was so upset about Jenny dying that he ended up getting um, Jordan killed. So, yeah, I thought this scene was so strange because I was like, at first I was like, okay, so they're acting like she's acting, but she's also like, there's no reason why she's not so immature that she would come into the interrogation room and like have it out with Clive about very real stuff in front of this, uh, in front of this uh, suspect. But she was just using that. Uh, to make this performance more real, I guess. And what is brilliant is how, and you said a little earlier, how she does the scene as someone who's acting, and we can tell the difference between that and real acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, that's so subtle, <laughs> but so critical to it. How to, her acting, her, her overacting is yes. the terrible acting, but yet so compelling. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. You know this this uh, this whole episode and the time lapse at the beginning of the episode. I it, it's basically gets Clive and and live back together as a team. Uh, Piggy and the brain. Uh, yeah. Back. So yeah. it shows that it shows over a period of time. Number one, they're taking they're they can't find the the drugs in the tainted utopium in the field. It's taken a long time to find that. And also it shows that Clive is not not a very good detective on his own. He has to have Liv mm-hmm. help him and they get back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Major is uh Major's working on his his scheme with getting closer to Vaughn and that t- would take some time as well. Yeah. Um but uh yeah I wasn't I was wondering oh, like wait, minor. Mm. Minor has a GPS. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that. I just wanted to mention on the, the 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 Clive thing. Like, what did you guys think? Like, imagine watching this episode back to back with uh, Cape Town. Like, do you think that the uh, Liv and Clive, you know, getting back together, quote unquote, uh, at the end of this episode is too soon? Or because I found like a lot. Well, of- it's only too soon for us as a viewer. But as yeah. we said, since this episode itself occurred over several weeks mm-hmm. they didn't get that back together right away it took a while yeah yeah it, it's true um but it almost seems like we're we're kind of taking a a little bit of a shortcut because i mean at the end of this last at the end of cape town <laughs> i was thinking to myself like what's gonna happen now like what what is live like how is this show gonna work when live is not going to be getting these cases immediately on, you know, for her to take care of. And that was a big question. It was a great, great thing to think about. And then in the next episode, it, it you know, we kind of hop skip and we're back to normal. Again <laughs> at the end yeah. Of the but episode. again, the timing of it too, because it was over a Christmas or a holiday break as yeah. viewers, we thought they were apart for several weeks. Yeah. I mean, if these two eps had he had back to back one week apart, then I, I buy that Robin. Cause then, mm-hmm. In both viewing time and in show time, it's too fast. Right. But I well, think they me, did that really well. 
Well, when Clive invited her to, you know, not go back to the morgue, but to stay with him on set of uh, Zombie High, it was it. He was like, I see how much you enjoy this show. I see how much, how well you know this show. It might benefit me for you to be with me and help me. Was it not also that he saw how much she enjoyed the show and loved to be on set and he felt sorry for her? I almost thought at that point he was looking for a way to get her like, all right, you know what? Here's my excuse to my, I can say to myself, like she's, she's valuable because this, this show, she knows the show really well. But I think in his heart of hearts, he just missed live and wanted live to be back with him again. Yeah. And I think you said a little earlier too, he realized that he, well, I almost don't want to say he was a better, he's a better cop with her, but he gets better results when they work together. So it's a bit like, and I think also, and maybe I'm getting too meta meta on this, (laughs) but as we all know, when we we watch shows and they have the formula, you know, what works, the sidekick and and this and that, you know, a lot of folks look at this show and go, well, it's just, you know, the Emmy and the cop wouldn't be working together all this time. And we, you know, they took a while to wink at us and say, no, they broke up for a little bit, but they realized they were better in this situation together. I'm just saying I love this show. I just was would have probably preferred maybe one episode of like what would happen if they didn't have a case and you know they had to work apart or maybe Liv had to help from afar or whatever. I would have I was interested to see what they would do. I knew they'd get back together and they'd be back to the the formula that really works in every episode. I thought we'd get this like weird off-kilter episode. I don't know. <laughs> Well, they uh, gave it to us for like half an up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so in the uh, in the final scene here, uh, we have some great glasses uh, play. <laughs> oh my gosh, Clive and his David Caruso glasses. <laughs> <laughs> what a badass! I love it. And then live with her little, you know, her actor's fake glasses or whatever. Yeah, she had to have a prop. Super cute. A prop, yes. Uh, and may I say, I mean, Liv was just super cute this entire episode. Rose was doing a great, did a great job. Um, but yeah, uh, this is when uh, Basio comes back um, and uh, sees the sketch on Clive's desk. And that is her John Doe, sp- spelled the French way. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, and this... John Doe is the person that Clive has been looking for, the mute, meet cute suspect. So, uh, uh oh, uh, Blaine. <laughs> and you, like you said before, Steph, there's a GPS tracker in the dog's collar. And so, uh oh, Major. So, oh, double uh-oh. whammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so while we have our we have our team back together again, um, our our big players on the side, Major and Blaine, are in in some deep doo doo. So what do you think is going to happen? Like, I mean, maybe you know, that GPS, if they track the dog to Major's house and Major lives with the ME and she is in a previous relationship with Liv, I mean, it's going to be bad for all of them. It will, but why can't Major just say, I found the dog? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I, just I was found out this jogging dog. and found this yeah. dog. He followed me home. I fed him. Yeah. I let him stay. Well, I know, but it's going to tie into the whole meet yeah, cute thing and everything else. It's going to be a little too much circumstantial stuff, I think, that's going to yeah. get in his way. Yeah, it's true. He's he's the guy that, uh, you know, one of the suspects for the meat cute uh, murders. But um, 
And then Blaine, I mean, he's got his whole entire business. He's It's not like he can just, you know, pack that all in a van and leave that. I mean, man, I'd hate to see Shady Acres, though, that whole set go away, <laughs> you know, and then move into something else. But it, I can't see any other way for Blaine to, to get out of it. Um, well, I got a hunch, even if I don't like it, that yeah. somehow, unfortunately, it, it could be a demise of Dale in here somehow because no! of it. Oh, no! I didn't say I liked it. I just said, yeah. I, you know, she gets, you know, going out to see Blaine. He realizes he's caught. You know, Blaine, like you said earlier, he will not yeah. hesitate to do something real bad to protect himself. I'm wow. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about that. <laughs> you asked what I thought. I'm telling you. <laughs> man. Oh, you that, know. That, that she will be the uh, Lowell. No. Yeah. yeah I'm season. sorry. I hope I'm wrong. Lowell. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jessica Harmon. I, I, I like this actress a lot. I really hope she gets to stick around. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, yeah. I'm, hunch- I'm also thinking that these writers are so sharp that that seems so obvious that they won't go there, you know? Mm, yeah. Especially now that Clive's on the case, too. And they're not going to kill Clive off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, anything else about this episode? I, I did, I mi- did we miss anything? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think we covered no, everything. We, yeah. yeah we kind I just of. think it was fantastic. It was, I mean, like... Rob uh, Raul was hilarious. They were all so good. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and just, you know, just missed them. And then at the end of this episode, I'm like, oh, we're just going to get one week off. And nope, we got two, uh, you know, another week off on top of it. Ah. So anyway, I'm not dwelling on that. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into some feedback. Um, first, we have. Uh, we don't have any voicemails, but we do have a couple of. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got to them. Some Facebook um, replies here. Um, Dan says, "So much meta. Add so much great stuff packed into one episode. Loved it." And Marissa says, "Really enjoyed all the things they put into this episode, but there was a remarkable lack of Peyton. Hopefully, she's yeah. in the next step." <laughs> Uh, um, oh, I forgot to mention We got another awesome review Another five star review from Swan Scribe Thank you, Swan She says, or she or he Says, um, uh, one of the very few podcasts I try to listen to as soon as possible After it's posted Great discussion of the show And they've been able to get some great guests on Both from the iZombie cast and creative team As well as those from the fandom Really enjoy the show Thank you, Swan And uh, yeah, I gotta get back to work on Getting some my zombie folks on here again. I've been I've been you know slacking off during the holidays, but I figured everybody else is slacking off too, so they don't want to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, you got a couple of weeks now to ramp up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they, that's what the height is, is about. They want to give me yeah. ample time yeah. to bug them enough to. They said Robin needs time. Let's give him a chance. <laughs> Uh, 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 Steph, did you want to read any of the emails we got in? Sure. You want me to read a Heidi's? Sure. Whatever you got. All right, Heidi. Hey, guys. I'm so excited. I have a chance to watch uh, this episode before you record this week. Also, I'm glad I have something to watch to keep me from binging on the rest of Jessica Jones. I know. I've gotten that, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
head of Defenders Podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm also jumping up and down at all the Veronica Mars crossover news for iZombie lately. I can't wait. Yay. The quote. The quote. Yes, uh, Blaine said the quote from Veronica Mars. Okay, yes, I'm freaking out a little. It's from Season 2, Episode 1, No More is the Watchword. Yes, I know it's from The Godfather, but Veronica Mars is more important. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just let Heidi mention that. (laughs) Awesome. I'm sad we – I do – it sounded familiar to me, but I I wasn't sure. Uh, I'm sad we didn't get more of Santa Live. This was uh, an interesting way to to do a time jump. I actually wondered if – the episode had gotten delayed at first. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. Was weird. I, was, I was like, "Oh, we're doing a Christmas episode now." Okay, but nope. <laughs> Zombie High is a show I would definitely. Me too. I would watch a Zombie. <laughs> I, I wish there was a Zombie High. I really do. I was wondering what's the what's what's the deal with this episode? What's the deal? Uh, what's up with this uh, is that this show? Like, what is the what is the plot? Like. Do these kids actually take classes and outside is the zombie apocalypse or what? Or they hold up in the school? I think they're holed up in the school because there was a sign. What was it that said where the showers were, where the beds were or something? Oh, yeah, so I think that they're held up in the sh- in the school. But uh, did you notice there was a, a love triangle? Yeah. Even there always has to be a love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me go back to Heidi's email. Zombie High is a show I would definitely watch. All these scenes... On the high school set, make me think of Veronica Mars even more than usual. <laughs> Except Veronica Mars is a better show than what this show. Was. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, Veronica Mars was more like it was the the characters were treated like with more respect. You know. Well, except when Logan did those bum fightings and that, you know, what's that? Uh, what's up with well, that? That was Logan. that was a mistake. Grab a hat. Uh, okay, so Heidi goes on. Uh, I love when TV shows visit TV shows. The Who Will Die posters are great, and Clive loves craft services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking to myself, I was uh, thinking that uh, did they have to just, they just turned a bunch of their sets around and just filmed on the other side of them? And- <laughs> yeah, I think so, because, okay, <laughs> when they turned and showed the uh, the crew, that was... The the Borg. Yeah? The, I, I feel like, I think. That would have been, I mean, hysterically meta if they walked by a set and didn't mention it, didn't point it out or anything, but you notice that it's one of the sets from the show, but yeah, you like can they tell it it's actually a set. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'd break the show that much, though. Nah. <laughs> uh, Ravi and Liv discussing the show might be... My favorite thing ever. They're talking about shipping and spoilers. I love it. (laughs) That was such cheesy acting from Clive and Liv to get the confession so good and bad at the same time. They were feeling it. They were feeling it. Oh, no. Blaine has been found. I wonder where this is going. I also wonder who will become re-zombified first, Major or Blaine, and when will they find the dog? Until next time, I can write in or guest Heidi. Oh, I think she's uh, trying to... Subtly hint that she's available to guest. Oh, I believe I talked to her already about <laughs> oh, okay. uh, well, dropping by for the uh, the Kristen Bell cameo at least. Awesome. So unless we can get Kristen Bell, Kristen, call us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. I- 
Kristen, <laughs> Kristen is actually watching and rewatching um, Making a Murderer anyway. At least that's what her Twitter account's all about. How hot the defense lawyers are. Not uh, that you're stalking her or anything. No. It's called following. <laughs> <laughs> when you can quote their tweets, I think you've gone a step up from following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll close it out with this email from uh, Jen. Uh, Jen says, "Hey guys, happy 2016 and happy iZombie Podcast Day! Glad to have you back. This app was so meta and reinforced my New Year's resolution to not consider iZombie as a quote documentary of zombie biology." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jen's always uh, emailing in, if you remember, like, just trying to figure out the science behind, you know, the scratching and all that stuff, yeah. Uh, She continues, I mean, there was references to their own show, Power Rangers, a nice dig or nod to X-Files, depending on how you want to take the story point about the star debating the production we moved to L.A., and the puns were out in full force as well. I realized that Clive and Liv were always going to get back together as a crime-fighting duo, but I'm glad it only lasted half an episode. Oh, there you go. Um, I also thought it was interesting to see Liv's vision from Ravi and Major's perspective. I think that might be the first time we see that with no music or voiceover or a victim's memory. Yeah, that's true. I, like, I remember, I think it was the second episode, Blaine witnessed Liv have a, um, a vision. But we did see the vision, too. So, um, Minor might blow the FBI case wide open, and I'm excited to see all the story threads come together once Clive and Dale connect Major and Blaine to the meet-cute. Looking forward Ugh. to hearing your thoughts, Jen. It is exciting. But it also fills me with dread. Yeah. Yes. That's a Very time. scary. Very scary. Yeah. Jen, I wish you could fix my eyes. <laughs> uh, and that's it for Jet. We'll just clarify Jen is an eye doctor, it looks like. Yeah. So. <laughs> Optometrist. Yeah. Ophthalmologist. Yeah. Well, One you know, those. if you start going blind, you might be able to, like, hear zombies <laughs> better. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, next time on iZombie, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Oh my gosh. We'll watch the episode over and over again. It's episode 11, 50 Shades of Grey Matter. And uh, there's not an official synopsis out yet, but I found one uh, on uh, a website and it might have been something somebody just decided to write up. But it says, after consuming the brain of a young librarian who secretly wrote hot and steamy erotic fiction, Liv struggles to keep her new sexual appetite in check. Oh, so uh, <laughs> that might- sounds fun. It, yeah. That's going to be. I was thinking about the artist episode when she when when I saw the preview. When she got like, passionate, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Veronica Mars herself will be doing a voice cameo, and uh, yeah, very excited about that. Okay, Kevin, um, thank you very much for coming by. And my pleasure. Always a blast talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we? Can you tell the folks, the fine folks, uh, where they could find you on the internet? Sure. Uh, I do. Our main podcast is over at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com, where we cover all the genre shows. Including Zombie High? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just waiting for the premiere date, and then we'll add that one to our list. (laughs) You know, Doc and I, Zombie, and many other shows. I also do a weekly podcast for uh, Arrow over at Arrow Squad. Awesome. 
And uh, all right, Steph, uh, this is the part of the podcast where we say goodbye. This is not my first radio, Robin. Steph, you really know this show, don't you? That could come in handy. Might help me out with this one. What do you say we go catch some bad guys? Uh, don't get carried away now. We'll take it day by day, see how it goes. In fact, let's give it a couple weeks and <laughs> see if this show actually comes back from hiatus then. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> oh, Nailed it. And scene. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible acting. <laughs> <laughs> Only one take, I can't believe it. <laughs> The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in 3, 2, 1... Go. You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel, Redemption Cast. Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series, The Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brand Appetit!